What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. And、uh, shout to everybody that supports us, that leaves us messages, whether it's、uh, on iTunes or SoundCloud, YouTube, or even、uh, Spotify. We appreciate all the love. And you can always email us. That's thecaseycrew at gmail.com. That's T H E E, caseycrew at gmail.com. Even the DMs, man. We, we, we see everything. And fellas, stop sending my wife dick pics. <laughs> Why are you in my DMs, though? I'm just checking. You shouldn't be in my DMs. Might be some good messages or something.、Mm-hmm. Especially if you're going to send a pic. You don't spend a little tiny little dick. Like,、um, anyway. See, why are you hating? I'm sorry. Because that, it, it wasn't. Yes, it I mean,、was. not like I was paying all types of attention, wasn't, but. It wasn't as big as mine. But anyway. All right, I'll give you that. This week's episode of the Casey Crew is brought to you by Bevel and Shout to Bevel. It's the perfect holiday gift. If you're looking for something sexy, something useful, it's, it's the perfect gift. It's the Bevel Shaving System. Now, let me tell you about it. I use the Bevel Shaving System, I use the blades for everything, right?、Mm-hmm. My wife loves when my face is all smooth.、Mm-hmm. But not only that, I use it to manscape. Yes, you do. That's right. I make sure my.、Uh, my Cajona area is nice and smooth. <laughs> Under my arms or my armpits are nice and smooth. Uh huh. Right? So shout to Bevel if you want more information or you want to pick it up. Go to bevel.com slash Casey. Sign up today and you get a free month. Again, that's getbevel.com slash Casey. Sign up today and enjoy that free month. Okay. Now, since we're talking about Manscaped, I want to talk about it a little bit. Okay. Because there's a lot of people out there that don't know nothing about manscaping. They should. Nothing about taking care of their、uh, hygiene. Yes. Because it is part of hygiene. You know, but the bad thing about it is you really don't learn about it. Like, my dad never came up to me and was like, hey, you need to shave your pubes. Like, he never yeah, did. Yeah, I don't think that that's really a topic that a father is going to pull his son aside and say, hey, this is what you need to no, do. No, I definitely, I would tell that to, to Logan. Absolutely. I mean, you might. I don't think that it's ordinary for parents to talk to their kids about their pubes. Well, they should. <laughs> Because, I mean, I, I learned about shaved pubes by a porn.、Uh-huh. There was a porn, and I seen that his stuff was shaved. And I was like, oh, well, I got this big bush down here. <laughs> you are definitely a bushwick bill. Right. And, and not for nothing, the bush <laughs> has a lot of sweat. Oh. And it smells. Okay. You know, and this, is, this might be a little too, too much. Too <laughs> that was already too much. I'm going to hear a little bit more. Go ahead. But I had, I don't want to say I had an odor problem, but I would sweat. So- <laughs> I'm so mortified by、What? you right now. <laughs> I'm being truthful. We're not truthful on this podcast. I know. I'm just- <laughs> What? I had an odor problem because. Did you, do you think you had an odor problem? I no, was- I, no, no, no. It, it didn't manifest into an odor problem because you would shower like three times a day. Right, but that was the reason why because I <laughs>、okay. had the bush. Let's just get that straight. And then、straight. when I sweat, the sweat and the stench would stay、oh、in my hair. Oh my God, I'm my, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there's some fellas out there that want to be like, yo.、Damn. And I'm sure there's some ladies like, why does my man smell like that? But that's the reason why. <laughs> oh my God. He has to shave them bad boys down. Uh huh. I agree, yes. So you shave your bad boys down, and the smell, it will smell a lot fresher. Uh huh. Same thing with your armpits. Like if you sweat a lot under your armpits and you stink a lot under your armpits, you shave them bad boys down, and you'll start noticing that you don't stink as much. You don't sweat as much.、Well. I'm a sweater. Yes,、I、you、sweat. are. Yes. And when I sweat, I stink.、Mm-hmm. And I haven't been stinking in the last while because I've been shaving, making sure my stuff is good. Yeah, this conversation is paining me a little bit. Well, <laughs> pain, no, we're being honest. I, yeah, I, I know. The、I'm、holiday just... season is coming up, and ladies, you might need to buy your man something, 
you know, to make sure he's good. Mm-hmm. And and fellas, you might want to be sexy for your woman. You might just want to shave it up, make sure you all crystal clear and you don't stink. You used to dump baby powder down there. I did used to be. <laughs> Because I, I just wanted it to smell good. Right, right, right. But it, it, it didn't really do anything. Baby powder didn't work. It didn't work. No, no it, it didn't, didn't work. work. It just made you, it just made you have like a, a a bush with like a white haze. <laughs> right. I mean, right. But fellas, if if you if you if you sweat a lot like me, because I sweat a lot, it doesn't matter what it is. If if I'm sleeping, I sweat. If yeah. I'm standing up, I sweat. I'm the guy that you know. If you look under my armpits, out you would have you would see a sweat stain. Mm-hmm. I just used to sweat a lot. And uh, after I started shaving, and this is the crazy conversation that we're having on this podcast right now. Mm-hmm. But after I started shaving and manscaping, I noticed that your it, hygiene was better. My hygiene was yes. better. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's something that you should really look into. And but you should have taken notes from a long time ago because I'm always fully scaped. So you should have been like, "Ooh, I like this." Well, so most women let are. me do this. I'm, I'm no, I don't think most women aren't. Well, maybe now. Well, I think it's more. We'll get to the woman in a second, right? And I also want to tell the men out there that when you, um, why are you looking at me like that? Nothing, go ahead. When you manscape your uh, testicle area. Awesome. Your balls. Great. <laughs> sexually. Oh. It feels better. Mm-hmm. Am I lying? Well, I mean, I would assume so <laughs> based on your reaction, but I can't tell you whether you're lying right, or not. No, I mean, it, it, I once, you, once you take care of the, the hair on your package package mm-hmm. it's it's more sensitive it, it's it's a better feeling well the problem is that when there's hair there it creates a buffer between obviously the skin and whatever action is going on down there your tongue mm. whatever action is going what <laughs> what's so funny you know you're a jerk. Well, I just, I'm a jerk. No, I'm just saying, just for the record. Well, I'm, a jerk. I'm okay. just saying. So, whatever's going on down there, if there's hair, it creates a buffer. So, you you're not able to be as stimulated or feel the you know the wetness or you know the actual flesh against your flesh. You're feeling it through mm-hmm. a filter, if you will. So, if you haven't and you do. Thank us later. Right. And also for women, you should definitely do it too. I'm sure it's the same thing. Like, um, <clears throat> you should make sure it's not bushy. I remember the first time I, I seen a bush. <laughs> what? But, like, I'm serious. When it's, was the first time that you saw a bush? I mean, attractive. you had to have been very young. No, I'm going to tell you. I went to a, a, this was a long <laughs> time ago. This might have been like 15 years ago. Right, fifteen years ago was hopefully not the first time that you saw a bush. No, I seen a bush on a on a regular person, not just TV. Let me oh, explain. Okay, I was in an Atlanta strip club. Uh-huh. I'll tell you about the story. Oh, oh, that girl. Okay, go ahead. Uh, and she was known for having a bush on her punani, mm-hmm. and then an afro on top of her head, and it just looked so <laughs> not attractive or I don't want to say healthy it just didn't look good right I I wouldn't imagine that it'd be sexy and the reason we're talking about this is because manscaping is very important a lot of men don't know how to do it they don't know to do it but it's very attractive and it makes your package look a little bigger because you don't have the bushy hair it's it's down a little bit so your your package looks a lot different and for women it's sexy not to have a bush I mean and you went through phases you had a landing strip at one time awesome you had a heart at one time. <laughs> yeah, and I dyed it red. Yeah, remember? I remember. Yeah, yeah, that was a long, that was a long time ago. But you 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 got creative with it, which was fun. Yeah, which uh-huh. was fun. 
And but I've been hairless, like completely hairless since I was 17. Mm-hmm. You know, like I stopped. Like I just didn't want anything since and that- I was 17. So I started getting waxed at 17. And then, you know, going into 18 and whatnot, I might say, okay, well, let me do something creative or cute. And then go back to like nothing. But since then, in my adult life, I'm like completely bare my entire body because I've had like a full body laser hair removal. Right. Because I just despise bodily hair anywhere. Right. And not only that is, is you know, when I'm <clears throat> going down doing my, my, my do, I don't, you know, you don't want to get hair stuck in between your teeth. Oh, exactly. In your teeth? Or anywhere, in your mouth or anything. I mean, you've definitely never had that with me. No, but even even when, like if you want to eat your, your girl's butt. Come on, Rashawn. What? Come come on. Like, seriously. We're, we're adults. Like, I know, on. but come on. I don't eat your butt? <laughs> Rashawn, I'm, I'm walking out this door. Well, I'm just saying. you just take this too far? You don't want to have, you don't want to see hair. You want it to be like, nice come on. and clean. And when you do your due diligence, you want to make sure you're good. Like, I'm serious. Because there's a lot of women out there that be like, damn, how come my man don't eat my ass? Well, maybe because you got hair in your ass. <laughs> But this could be a conversation that they have, like, hey, babe, can you, you know, trim that down? Mm. But now, you know, let's talk about pet peeves when, when it comes to relationship. Like, what what's one thing that's a pet peeve that you say, you know what, this bothers me with my body? With my body or with, with your body? With my body. Um, hmm. I don't have a pet peeve with no? you. Mm-mm, no, because you do... What you're supposed to do. Just like you said, you manscape, so you always look nice and sexy. What I like about you is I love your skin. Mm-hmm. Like, your skin is so nice and soft. It's like always baby soft, right. you know? So your little naked body is like very, very sexy to me. Right. And what I really like <clears throat> is when you just get out of the shower and you get in bed. You know, you take a shower Uh and, you know, you get out, you spray a little bit of cologne, but your body's freshly moist Uh from the shower and the steam and everything. And then you get in the bed. And a lot of times when we cling, it feels amazing. Like that Uh just out of the shower smelling good feeling is so sexy to me. But a pet peeve, you don't. No, you don't miss a beat when it comes to your body. And, you know, there's no odor <laughs> or anything. So, no, I don't have a pet peeve with you. No, I mean, there's, there are, you know, there are odors sometimes. And it's funny. Like, sometimes you look at me like, whoa. And I'll be like, why'd you say that? And you'll be like, I, I, never mind. I'll be like, I know I stink. <laughs> and I'll go take a shower. Yeah. But you know what? My- That's usually when you get home from, you know, working, working, working. And then, you know, you might not have been home in 24 hours. So you haven't had a chance to take a shower. So you'll be beat. Like, you don't get home in hop in the shower you might lay down for a little while and then when you plop on the bed and then pull the covers up it's like it forces the odor (laughs) up out of the covers and it just like beats up my nose and then I recover and I'm like whoa you're like what a stink I'm like uh yeah well that's my favorite thing for all my couples out there I am the king of (laughs) passing gas and leaving it under covers and waiting for gear to come (laughs) and let it all come out and hit her in the nose she hates it I love it but you know or when you do it in the car Yes. And don't roll down the windows. Yes. Like that is a source of contention between the two of us. Like we have actually gotten into real fights because you do that and don't roll down the window. I'm a gassy person. And I'm sitting there like, dude, you know what just happened 
with your butt. Like, can you <laughs> roll the window down? I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Have some consideration. I don't care if it's zero degrees outside. Roll the window down. Let the air circulate. Roll it back up. Keep your wife happy. And this, and women shouldn't pass gas in front of men. Women should not pass gas in front of men. Why? You pass gas in front of me consistently. I'm a man. There's certain things that I'm going to do that I that I don't want to hear you do. <laughs> like when I pass gas, sometimes it's dumb loud. Uh-huh. Right? And listen, it has nothing to do with you being a man. I don't think it's sexy. I mean, I do it anyway, though. It's just but- Yeah, but the same way that, well, women shouldn't do it because it's not sexy. I don't think it's sexy when you pass gas in front of me, especially when it's loud and noisy and obnoxious. It is not sexy to me. Like, I'm thinking to myself, all right, you just, like, drop down a couple notches on, like, the sexy meter. Like, that didn't just turn me on. Then you want to come over and kiss me and start touching me. I'm like, oh, can you let, like, an hour pass so I can forget what you just did? And you don't. Well, wait, I just want to say women should not pass gas in front of their men. I don't care if they got to hold it. You hold that stomach, you cramp up, and then you walk into the next room <laughs> and you let that sucker go. I don't really pass gas in front of you. Nah, I, you don't. But then when you do, I call you out and I laugh because I find it so funny. But if I do, I, oh God, this is too much. I do it on purpose because you might have just did it to me. And I'm like, okay, well, here's a taste of your own medicine. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> but you know what else is a pet peeve? And people are like, what the hell are they talking about? But this is this is this is relationship-ish. I hate mustaches. Ooh, okay. Not to say you have a mustache. Not, my wife doesn't have a mustache. Uh-huh. But when I see people with I mustaches, you point it bothers that out. the yes, ish out of me. You will point out a female with a mustache from half a mile away. Women, you shouldn't. If you can see the mustache, we can see the mustache. mustache. <laughs> yeah, much, right? and, and I know women, and there's some hairy women, and, and you can shave, you can wax, no, you or you can, you can you dye. Can, no, 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 no. You don't shave a mustache if you're a female. You wax it, or I will, you have it lasered. Well, if you can't get... Because if you shave it, then it grows back at least doubly as thick. Like, if you, you make a it a habit mm-hmm. of shaving hair on your face, It'll like some women, women have hair that grow on their cheeks, mm-hmm. or some women even have hair that grow on their foreheads, you can never use a razor, because it's just like your legs, just like how women will have stubble over, because they're, they've shaved over the course of a period of years. Right. When you shave... Baby fine hair, over a course of time, it grows back as stubble. And the same thing will happen to your face. So, no, you can't shave your face if you're a woman. Yeah, you got to dye it, though. You can dye it, right? You don't want to dye it either. Unless you're a child, mm-hmm. you know, unless you have a preteen whose, you know, hormones are kicking in and they might be developing some type of facial hair or something. For a child, you may want to consider dyeing it. Mm-hmm. But to me... A blonde mustache is just a little bit better than a black mustache. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Um, At 12, probably, I would start waxing my child if she developed a mustache. I wouldn't wouldn't shave it. Okay. All right. Well, that's just a little manscaping and womanscaping for people. But I also don't like when you poop in front of me. You don't like that? Nope. I mean, I tolerate it because it's par for the course, but I'll be sitting in the sink plucking my eyebrows and you come in and I just hear like, you know, World War Three <laughs> in the bathroom or in the toilet portion of our bathroom alongside me and I'm just sitting there rolling my eyes. Well, I'm a nasty individual. Yeah. It, and I was, I was nasty before you met me and I'm going to continue to be nasty. Yeah, but I don't like that. 
Like, I'm the I type like to wipe my ass. And, and I don't like that you take for granted that it's okay and that I don't have a problem with it. I don't, I don't like that. Like, I don't want you to poop in front of me, especially with the door open, sitting there with the DuPont registry or a luxury homes magazine in front of your face. Like, I, I don't, you're too comfortable. That's too comfortable. So. I try to remain sexy for you. I try to make sure that I maintain a certain level of mystique so that, you know, there's always a little bit of yearning, a little bit of curiosity. There are things that I, my mother always told yearning. Yearning. Oh, yearning. Okay, I'm sorry. What, what did you think I said? You were talking about pooping. I thought you said urinating. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <sighs> yearning. There should always be, my mom always told me, like, you don't show a man everything. And I used to say, well, if you're married and, you know, you're one and all that good stuff. And she's like, no, you don't show a man everything. Like, you don't just walk around like if you have flaws. She's like, you know, be discreet about your flaws. Don't just walk around and be like, yeah, this is my flaw. We're married. Right. So what? Like, you love me, right? Yeah. You know, a guy will still love you, but you don't want to highlight things that aren't as attractive as you might like them to be or he might like them to be. You know, she's like, you don't pass gas or use the bathroom in front of a man. Like that just, that makes you more ordinary. It makes you more, you know, human. Like you want your husband or your man to look at you, you know, to kind of put you on a pedestal and look at you as, you know, you're something special and something to be reveled and whatnot. And I always kind of took that with me. Like you don't see or like, I don't put everything out there in front of you. Because, you know, the more that you put out, I think the more that the man kind of takes you for granted. And it's like I've seen everything there is to see over and over and over and over again. I think it's important to try to remain sexy and have a little mystique about you. See, with, with me, um, I put everything out there. I know. I mean, I'm the type I have wiped my ass, my dirty ass. and have, Come on. Like, did you, do you even realize the image that you're forming for people I mean, that are listening? Well, you tell the story. I wipe my dirty. Like, come on. What did I do with the dirty toilet I know what you did. Go ahead. I'm what? just saying the way that you <laughs> phrase it just sounds so crazy. I mean, sometimes you got to have fun with your, with your, your partner, you know? <laughs> Some, one time I wiped my ass and I chased gear around the house with a, a doo-doo toilet paper. What? What? What did I or did I not? Sometimes, fellas, you out there, your your woman talks ish to you. You know, you want to talk ish? Well, take this ish. Wipe your ass. You had your jeans around your ankle. <laughs> and I chased your ass around with dirty toilet paper. Awesome. Right? Wonderful. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but like I was saying, like that didn't make me think that you were particularly sexy. So? You know, like I'm looking at you like you're just a mere mortal. <laughs> you know, like. I wasn't looking at you looking at you like the sex god. You know what I mean? So you. just, you know, FYI. Right, well, we just help people with their manscaping and you can always use the bevel blade. Mm -hmm. Now, holiday season is here. Happy holidays to everybody out there. Yes, Hope everybody's enjoying happy holidays, holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Now, um, we got a lot of questions about holiday stuff. Uh-huh. And I want to take some of these questions. Usually we only take one question, but I want to take a couple of questions, okay. right? Okay, now this is from, where's her name? Oh, her name is Tanya. She said, I'm going to my boyfriend's house for Christmas. What should I bring with me? It'll be the first time I ever met his mother. That's the whole question? That's the whole question. <clears throat> um, well, it's her first Christmas, so mm -hmm. they haven't been dating for more than a year, apparently. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, oh, you know what I think is like the perfect gift? What's that? For, well, 
I like receiving this gift over and over and over again. What's that? But it's the perfect gift for a mother or a good friend or even someone whose house you're going to for the first time, whether it be, you know, someone brought you along or whatever, but a nice robe. I think a robe is an amazing gift. A robe? Yes. Um, especially, I mean, I love Restoration Hardware's robes. They have these spa robes that are maybe in the ballpark of $100, mm-hmm. which is a good amount to spend for someone's mother, um, especially the first time you're going to see them for Christmas or something. But it's just a very comfy robe. It's not necessarily the just got out of the shower I need to soak up all of this water that is on my body type of robe. It's the type of one that you would put on when you wake up in the morning and you're going down to make breakfast or that you just want to kind of lounge around in your house all day in. It's it's a spa robe. It's a type of spa robe that they give you when you go to a spa and you kind of lounge around and they give you fruit and cheese and stuff. So it's a very comfy robe. The inside, I think, is like terry cloth Mm -hmm. or something. I just think that's an amazing gift idea. I probably have about five of those robes that I bought for myself. But Whenever I'm thinking about giving somebody something Mm -hmm. relatively small, um, that always pops into my mind. But you can get a very nice robe from even like a Marshalls or a TJ Maxx or, you know, something like that for 40 bucks. You might be setting something up when when you buy something that expensive. Why not just bring flowers? Flowers doesn't go hand in hand with the holidays, in my opinion. No, nah, but you go to somebody's house, it's Merry Christmas, here's some flowers, decorate your house, it smells beautiful, it looks beautiful. Yeah, but flowers just isn't something that pops into my mind for the holidays. If it's the first time that I'm meeting your mother and I want to bring a gesture coming to her ha- coming to her home, yes, I would bring flowers. But for the holidays, if someone's entertaining you on Wait, hold Christmas... Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on one second. You know what? All right. Okay. You want to be a jerk? What? You want to be a jerk? What? Okay. No, I'm just saying. Go ahead. Out of gas. I just let it go. <laughs> okay. All right. Great. Um, But for the holidays, I think it's nice to bring a gift, something that someone can use. And when they use it, they think of you. I think that's a great gift. (laughs) Yep. Keep that on your side of the room. I'm sliding my chair back. I'm moving my mic. Um, I think another... See, that was foul. You just blew it over here. I'm going to come over there for real. We're a nasty couple. Go ahead. Um, I think another really good gift is a candle, but a, a good candle. Not just like, you know, a candle that you can pick up from anywhere. A candle that really, that smells really good, but it smells good over a period of time. Because, you know, cheap candles, they... You know, they burn out. They mm-hmm. don't smell that good for a period of time. But like a nice quality candle, I think that's another nice gift to bring to someone's house. It might be a little bit less expensive. I think it's an excellent idea to bring a dish. If you are going to your boyfriend's house for the first time for Christmas or any Christmas thereafter, I think you should always bring a dish, something that you made yourself with love. And if you can really throw down, it's a way to exemplify what you're capable of doing for her son. See, I don't know about Do you all know those what gifts I mean? that you just said. Because if you think about it, I say you go... A dish, a candle, and a robe? Yeah. I think those are... You give me a candle, what you trying to say? My house don't smell good? Is that what you're trying to say? My house you don't smell ridiculous. good? You sound ridiculous. Okay, to give so, me a I'm, so I'm moving on. What you mean a robe? I'm moving what on. What you mean a What's robe? What's wrong with a robe? Give me a robe? What do I mean? What, what women are just supposed to wear robes and stay home all day? Huh? I'm not supposed to work? Oh, what do you mean what, food? What, 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 you cook, you bringing food like I can't cook? Like this ain't my holiday party? Like I'm the, I'm not the one that's supplying the food? I tuned you out. Bitch, you crazy. I tuned you out. 
So, so why not just do a massage? Go to one of these uh, massage places. I think give that's a, a good, nice little I gift certificate. I think that's a wonderful and, and idea say, as well. You know, he like, says mm-hmm. you work so much. So, hey, I just wanted you to, to get a relaxing day. I think that's a great idea. A gift certificate to a nice spa or something like that. That's wonderful because you can choose how much you want to spend. You can right. get a $100 massage, $150 massage, Swedish, um, hot stone, deep tissue, whatever it is that, you know, works for your pockets. You can do something like that. I think that's a good idea. Those are four great gift ideas at varying price points that um, someone can bring. And whether you're a male or a female going to now your partner's house for if the you're first male, time. If you're male, I think you should bring flowers. For Christmas? For Christmas. It can be an accompaniment to a and, gift. And I think you should always... I don't bring- like flowers. I hate when you bring me flowers. <laughs> I do not like flowers. When Take it's Valentine's Day and you send me flowers. When it's my birthday and you send me flowers. I am not a flower girl. I might be one of the few. I'm not a flower girl. I'm not a perfume girl. Don't give me flowers <laughs> or perfume. Okay. I have two perfumes that I love. I buy them myself. I always have them in stock. I don't want you to give me perfume. Flowers are great for a week and then they die. I want something tangible. Give me something that I can use, that I can look at, that I can pick up, that I can think of you. Don't give me something that's only going to be great for a week and then it's going to go away. So you're not really selling me on the flowers. I agree that it's a good gesture. It's nice. It's beautiful, but... I'm not going to do backflips over some flowers. Well, I think, fellas, you should bring flowers to the mom and find out what liquor the father drinks. Make sure oh, he, that's great. Make yeah. sure he's not an mm-hmm. alcoholic because you would hate to... <laughs> bring a bottle of Jack Daniels. And he's an alcoholic. <laughs> bring some effing vodka and he's, a, he's right. an alcoholic. You don't right. want to do that. Mm-hmm. But um, I would definitely bring... You know, people always forget about the dad. Like, you just mentioned things to get the mom. What about the dad? You got to bring the dad something. That's a good point. You know? I wasn't really thinking about the dad. Even if the dad smokes weed, bring him a little nickel bag of weed. Awesome. So, I mean, you, you got to bring the dad something. Bring no, him I something. I think that that's good. So, a bottle of alcohol, what else? I mean, that's the only dad really wants is some liquor. <laughs> slippers. I think slippers for a father might be nice. And a winter hat. Men usually wear like a nice black or a brown winter hat. That's old. Oh, that's grandpa stuff. No, no, no. I would buy you a winter hat. The other day we were out and you were like, oh my God, it's freezing. I wish I would have brought a winter hat. No, not that I would have bought. I would have brought, brought mine. That's what home. I said. I wish I would have brought a winter hat. Like a nice winter hat, like a winter hat and scarf set. Mm-hmm. Gloves, you know, maybe a three-piece set or a two-piece set. A bottle of alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, slippers. But like nice slippers, not cheesy slippers. I'll find out what team he likes, too, because you can always do that, too. Get something team-oriented? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's good. Like, you know, if he's a Yankee fan or if he's a, you know, a Angels fan or whoever it is, that's always good because that always wins. You know, you'll win. Mm-hmm. You're trying to win your father-in-law's heart, get him a team that he likes because now he, now he feels like you did your homework mm-hmm. and you got him something, he'll love you forever. Right, but, you know, people always think about when it comes to buying gifts that they have to break, break the bank. No, you come up with a good idea of what you want to get and then you shop at places where you can get these gifts more economically. Like I said earlier, Marshalls, TJ Maxx, Home Goods, all of those places have very good brand right. products that you can get for some kind of discount or you can go to an outlet or something. It's really the thought behind what you get and the actual gift itself, whether it's usable or not, because you don't want to buy somebody something just for the sake of buying it for them. Right. And we used to argue all the time oh, when what? we used to go Christmas shopping. We still do. 
Well, I mean, it's it's kind of with the online shopping, we've alleviated some of those problems because right. I buy a lot of things online. But before online sh- online shopping was big, we used to go out in Christmas season and you used to get so frustrated with me because you said that I spent too much time trying to choose what I was getting for people and I hated or it. trying to find the perfect gift. Yeah, but that's the problem because... You know, you can't. It's a gift. Nobody's looking for this we gift. We disagree. To be like, oh my gosh, this is the best. No, Christmas is we usually disagree. bullshit gifts. It's just gifts to just I will to make people never just say, I got a gift. In my life, I don't care who you are or what your relationship to me is, whether I have to get you a gift because it's Christmas and you have a position in my life where a gift is appropriate, or whether you're my husband or my child and I'm giving it to you 100% from the heart. You're the worst. The gift that I give is never going to be a BS gift. No, it's never. Never. Gia will get seven gifts in the middle of a pack store and then say, (laughs) which one should I get? You know, but I'm like, just pick one. Any, mini, miny, (laughs) mo. Yes, you are very eeny, meeny, miny. You know what they're going to do? They give me back, uh, they give us a, a t-shirt from JCPenney. I don't care what someone gives me. a tie. When's the last time you see me wear a tie? <laughs> to give you a tie and is give me really a tie. ridiculous. Give me a, I have to say. Give me some gloves that, like, I don't wear that. It's true. I mean, I don't care. Just get them something. I don't care what someone's. Merry Christmas. I don't care what someone's giving me, <laughs> but whatever they receive from me is going to be very thoughtful and very useful. Okay. I'm going to make sure that I put time and effort into getting that gift. And I mean, that's what Christmas is supposed to be about when it comes to the gift giving portion of it. You're mm-hmm. supposed to put time into it. You know, you don't get somebody something that they're like, what am I going to do with this? Mm-hmm. And then they turn around, throw it in the back of the closet or re-gift it to someone else who doesn't care. You know, like that's, it's pointless to me. Nah, I don't agree, but I mean, you're very, you're, you're very good with gifts. You're into gifts. You put a lot of, of thought, a lot of heart into buying people gifts. So, you know, uh, what's her name? Um, Tanya. I hope that that helps you with your story with what to bring to your boyfriend's house for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Another question. Dana, she says she has a 12-year-old. She asks, when is a good time to tell him that Santa doesn't really exist? Oh, hmm. <clears throat> I think probably around 12 years old. Because we had our kids geest until they were about 12. I mean, we went to extremes to convince them that Santa existed. Even when they would go to school and all their friends are like, yeah, your parents pulled the wool over your eyes. Like, you guys have been bamboozled. There is no Santa. They would come home and tell us. And I'd be like, that's why they're not getting any gifts from Santa. See, you, because you believe in Santa, you're getting gifts from us and Santa Santa doesn't reward the ungrateful and the non-believers. They'd be like, yeah. No, I mean. I'm like, they've been bamboozled. The wool is over their eyes. Get it? They'd be like, yeah. I mean, you know, I I, I had this conversation the other day. Maybe even 11. Some kids you might not be able to. I would never, I would never tell my kids until they figured it out on their own. We didn't. We you know, didn't. But, but I think our daughter was 12. Mm-hmm. And Logan was what, 10? 10. And somebody told him that's cool. Logan's a lot more skeptical of right. a person than Madison. He's like a conspiracy theorist. Right. He always thinks that there's something else going on than what's being presented to him. So right. he was always a little inquisitive about it, you know? But see, I don't think you should, I don't think, 
I don't think you should take that from the kids, you know. And everybody says, well, I work hard and this, that, and the other. Yeah, the kids will know that and they will appreciate it when they get to that right age. But just the magic of Christmas, oh, just so the fact magical. to see them smiling faces and, and, and them you know, running down the stairs and, and making cookies and leaving chocolate and leaving milk just for the, the Santa and the yes. reindeers and just that feeling of Christmas in mm-hmm. our household, it, it gives, it warms my oh, soul so much. Best. It's like, you know, we have a three-year-old now and she's just starting to get into Christmas and she's just starting to ask questions about Santa and she's just starting to, to really know about Christmas and it makes me so happy. Today, when I get home, I have a date with London that we are going to write her Christmas list and then we're going to go to the, um, to the mailbox mm-hmm. and we're going to put her list in and then tomorrow I'm going to have her stay home from school a little bit and we're going to wait for the postman to come and pick it up from the mailbox and then she can know that it's off on its way to the North Pole. Uh, yeah. But you, She's but, so excited. But that's the special thing. That's mm-hmm. the magic of Christmas. I know a lot of people are like, well, Christmas ain't about Santa. It's about Jesus. Oh, I under- It's about both. I understand it. It's about both. It's also about giving and it's also about that fun and that family type of feeling. And I wouldn't tell my child that there was no Santa Claus. And to this day, I, I still believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> I don't care. Like I, I like we used to our kids used to be skeptical. So what we used to do, we used to have a friend that used to come over and um, help with our cars and help with our vehicles, actually clean our vehicles. Mm -hmm. And we would all be in the house playing a game or playing Monopoly or watching television. Well, this is part of one of our Christmas traditions. Right. And this was Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. Christmas Eve. So what we would do is we would have him ring the doorbell. Uh Uh-huh. And the kids would run to the door to see who it was, and then there would be a gift outside. Yeah, he would disappear. He would disappear, mm-hmm. and the kids would think Santa actually left a gift. Yes, because we had our kids under the impression that Santa brings you one gift on Christmas Eve. The night of Christmas Eve, he appears, and he leaves one gift at your doorstop. Mm-hmm. So once they started getting older and becoming more skeptical, they would try to catch Santa at the front door. <laughs> right. They tried to, they couldn't figure out who was doing, who was ringing the doorbell. Yeah. And our kids didn't know that they were, that we had like two or three doorbells we had on two or home. three doorbells, one for the main entrance and one at the mudroom. Right. But they didn't know that there was a bell at the mudroom because nobody ever uses that bell. Right. So he would ring it at the mudroom and they would come jetting or they would wait there starting from like six o'clock just waiting to catch Santa. The bell would ring. They would go to open the door like immediately because they're right next to the door and Santa's gone. They're like, there has to be a Santa because that's not even possible. One time, remember, they were like, I see, I see the slide. I, I see, see the slide. I, see the I was yeah. like, yeah, that's a plane yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> with, the, with the bleeping red light. Yeah. But to answer your question, Dana, like I wouldn't tell my kids anything. Let them enjoy that. Let them have that, you know, take a take a back seat in a year or two. He'll know it's you. He'll be so appreciative. Mm-hmm. But let them really own that, man. Another one of our traditions is that we create like a goodie feast for Santa and the reindeers mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve. So that's what our Christmas Eve is about. We bake cookies and we make cakes and we make candies and chocolates and chocolate covered strawberries and all of these things. And we put them on a huge platter with a letter of thanks to Santa. So Madison will say, well, this was, you know a couple of years ago, but she'll say something like, I did great on my Spanish test and Mm -hmm. I helped my mother with this and I helped my father with that and I said my prayers and I did this and I did that. Thank you so much for rewarding me with these wonderful presents, et cetera. And she would leave that with all of 
his goodies. And as a thank you to you, we made all of these treats for you with love. And Logan would do the same thing. And we would leave um, carrots and ranch dressing for the reindeers, you know. So Christmas Eve, that's when we're bringing up all the presents from the basement. You know, we lock a room and all of the presents are there. So we're setting up because in my mind, when I was little, what commercial was that, Rashawn? I want to say it might have been like a Coca-Cola commercial or something like that. I just remember during the holiday season, they repeated this commercial over and over again where the kids come down. I think it might have been a boy and a girl and they walk into the living room and it's this like, Christmas wonderland Mm -hmm. you know like a bike and maybe like a carousel horse and a little car and maybe a helicopter flying around the room or all of these presents and I remember thinking when I was younger when I have kids this is going to be their Christmas every year if I have anything to say about it so Christmas Eve we never sleep I cannot remember For the last, how old is Madison? She just turned 15. For the last 15 years, I don't think I've ever slept on Christmas Eve because I spend the whole night making that Christmas wonderland in in our living room or our family room every year. And they wake up at like six o'clock and they look over that banister and then they see everything and they come charging down the Mm -hmm. stairs. And to see them rip through all those presents, there is nothing in this world That makes me happier than to see that because it's all the thought and the love that you put into all of that. So on Christmas Eve, we're sitting there tearing through all of the goodies that we made, chomping on the carrots and making a mess of the ranch dressing and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. And Santa always writes a letter back. Yep. So Santa has really squiggly writing and little, he draws like little candy canes on his thank you letter and everything. And I have every single one of them wow. from every year, all the letters that Santa wrote back to them and Madison, cause now she knows the truth. We right. were um, purging the house and she went through them. She's like, I cannot believe that you wrote all of these letters to me <laughs> and having so fooled year after year. And I'm like, but wasn't it wonderful? And she's just like, that was amazing. She's like, I can't wait to do that for the baby now absolutely you know madison actually ordered all the uh the three-year-olds and the two-year-olds gifts for christmas yeah we told her that this year she can order all of their presents well she went a little extra i had to take some things off the list because she's used that we go extra for her so i had to explain to her that the two-year-old is not going to know much about like she went crazy did she really i didn't she went crazy i'm oh my goodness Mm -hmm. i i I took a lot of that stuff off yesterday but what else is there like all the sophia stuff all the sophia stuff the paw patrol she bought a remote control car she bought him cars in the house she bought him bikes but you wanted to get jackson that car that he can get into and then we can remote control it we got that oh you ordered it already Mm -hmm. ordered that Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so the stuff would be coming to the house so uh, we're excited about that. Yes. So Merry Christmas and Happy Christmas and good luck to everybody out there for yes. Christmas. I mean, we're just excited. The holidays are the one time where we really enjoy it and really enjoy giving back. And not just to our family, but we do a lot of charity stuff. And also, if you're out there and you can afford to give something, definitely do it. Because there's so many kids and so many people that can't afford it and don't have anything. And every year we we go to a, a it's not a group home. I don't want to call it a group home. Well, we do it's the orphanage, orphanage thing. Yeah. No, but we, the, the thing I do in Patterson. Oh, that's something different. It's like, a, um, I guess it's kind of like a group home slash orphanage. These kids really don't have a place to go. So it's this little home in uh, Patterson, New Jersey, the same place where Victor Cruz and um, uh, what's his name? Yeah, baby. Fetty Wap is from. 
I can remember okay. his name. It just I got stuck. And we go there. We give him free sneakers. We give him free clothes. We have like a pizza party at the end of the mm-hmm. year for them. And uh, we do a lot of cool stuff. Now, they're too old for toys per se. But, we, we you know, we'll bring them jackets, starter jackets. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll bring a whole bunch of stuff. So just try to give back and remember that. What you can also do is you can find an orphanage. Or find a family and sponsor a child or sponsor a family or two or three, whatever, you know, your pockets would allow you to. And for the, for the little boy that we sponsored last year and the year before at the orphanage, he gave us a list mm-hmm. and um, we satisfied everything on that list. And then we said, OK, well, let's do, you know, for several boys at the orphanage. And they all made lists. And, you know, this is as, you know, we started to grow and our relationship with the orphanage grew. We did more children. And the things that were on their lists, it really broke my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, one boy, his list was T-shirts mm-hmm. and he wanted Nike socks. I remember he wanted the, he wanted the elite remember? Nike socks. Yeah, he mm-hmm. wanted a color I couldn't find. <laughs> I know he wanted Kevin Durant socks. Mm. Okay, yes, 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 the yes. KD mm-hmm. socks. And the I, KD I ordered socks. them. Mm-hmm. I ordered them, and they came after Christmas. And then we went back to yeah. bring it to him. Mm-hmm. But if you can just sponsor a child for Christmas, and you know, just get the things because usually they don't want much. They might want a basketball or a football. Um, another little boy just wanted like some Under Armour things. You know, it's. It's a way, and it might you might think to yourself, okay, well, it's only one child or, you know, whatever, but you can really make one child's Christmas special by giving. Absolutely. You know, by, you know, just get, getting in tune with your heart and, you know, trying to give and make it special for someone else or a family. You can sponsor a family's Christmas dinner, mm-hmm. you know, just buy their groceries and whatnot. One year, um, there was a family that... I knew of, and I knew that the parents were proud, and I knew that they were struggling. So what we did was, and it's cold out, you know, obviously it's winter. Um, I don't know how it is on the other side of the country, but here it is brick. So what we did was we bought groceries mm-hmm. and left it on their doorstep at about 5 o'clock in the morning because I knew that it would still be cold and fresh and great so that when they opened the door to leave for work in the morning that they'd be able to, you know, have these groceries and use it for Christmas dinner and whatnot because I just I knew that they were struggling. Little things like that. If you can just find a way to reach out and touch someone, then you should really take advantage of that opportunity. Absolutely. Well, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everybody again. We just wanted to say that. Now let's get to the argument of the week. Okay. All right. This is not from us today. I'm surprised. Why? Why are you surprised? Because you gave me a hard time over something in particular, but maybe we'll talk about it a lot next week. Let's see what you're, what you're referring to. Okay. Well, Michelle, that's her name. Michelle says, my boyfriend is real secretive with his phone. Mm. He never lets me see it. And if I'm ever grabbing it or holding the phone, he damn near hurts me to get the phone back. Should I be concerned? Yes. Okay. Let's talk about it. Yes. Personally, I mean, there's a couple of different ways that you can think about it. When you think about trust, Mm -hmm. it would make sense that let's just say that it's the man. In her case, it is the man whose phone is, um, you know, the problem. Right. So let's just keep it along those lines. It could be, you know, the opposite just as easily. I know a lot of women are private with their phones. But that person can easily say, well, if you trust me, then there's no reason to go through my phone. True. 
if you feel as though you have to check my phone, then maybe we shouldn't be together because you don't have any faith in me. True. I don't want to be with someone who treats me like their child. I don't need a mother. I don't need someone who checks to make sure, you know, that I'm doing what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And logically, that all makes sense. But I think that if the climate of your relationship is everything that it should be, and there genuinely isn't anything to hide, mm -hmm. then a person's phone shouldn't have a lock on it that their partner doesn't know what the code is. Right. That phone should be like community property. Oh, I need to make a phone call. I can pick up your phone and, you know, punch in the code and use your phone. Mm -hmm. Oh, we were just out with, you know, our friends last night. So let me go, let me go, let me scroll back and see the pictures that you took of everybody. It should be normal. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be like, why is she going through my phone? Because you really shouldn't have anything to hide. Right. And if you do, and that's not the climate of your relationship where it's just okay, where, oh, my battery died. Let me, let me grab your phone really quick. Oh, here, no problem. That should be the standard. That should be normal. But it's not normal because oftentimes people have something to hide. Right. Whether it be something on their social media, um, a text message or 20, mm -hmm. a call log. And when your phone has a passcode that your significant other doesn't know about, then you don't have to worry about that. Right. But why did they have a passcode? Why is there a security lock on the phone when it's just you and me? And there's nothing to hide. So it shouldn't even get to the point of, oh, you don't trust me. Oh, you shouldn't have a, a code on your phone or a lock on your phone in the first place. What do you think? Uh, well, you, I, I disagree. I think you should have a lock on your phone. No, no, no. Not, of course, everybody should have a lock, but okay. not where your partner doesn't know the code. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, as far as your phone is concerned, I think that phone should be community property. Yeah. I mean, um, not to say that it has to be. Or not to say that it is. I mean, we know each other's codes and um, we don't go through each other's phones. But if the phone rings, you'll answer and be like, hey, babe, or hey, babe, I'm taking a picture. Hey, babe, my phone's dead. Let me do this. Hey, babe, I'm on, I'm on Instagram looking at something. Hey, babe, this, that, and the other. And we do the same thing, vice versa. Right. So I honestly think that a phone should be community property if the relationship is there. If the relationship is not there and they're just dating and it's maybe it's not as serious as she believes. But if, if it is, if there are. If you're in an exclusive relationship. Now, absolutely. if we're just talking or if we're just dating or, you know, we're sex buddies or something like that, then no, you don't have the privilege. Right. Of using my phone in that manner. Right. Because, yeah, you might see a text or a picture or a phone call that came in that lasted for two hours with a female that isn't going to make, make you too happy about. I'll take it a step further. In our house, our kids have the, the phone. The, uh, our kids have everything. The security code to our phone. Our kids have the, the security day, code to our phones. Oh, they have the, the code to the safe. Hold on, let me tell they you have this. our credit card information. They order stuff online. Like our house is like one big community everything. Let me tell you, the other day I, I said, um, I was taking uh, Logan to the football game and I had to print out the tickets. So I was like, Madison, just pull Gmail up and I'll log in. By the time I got back downstairs, Madison opened up my email, found <laughs> the tickets, printed it out, and had it. I said, how did you know my my email? She was like, Dad, I know everything. I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, but but they are the same way. I mean, they know everything. And, and I mean, my code is, is not easy. I mean, I don't, I don't do my codes to hide it from somebody. I just do my codes that normal people, if I lose my phone, can't get into my phone. Right, obviously. So, um... 
I mean, there's a million and one times you you pick up my phone and be like, I'm, I'm using your phone to do something. Or, and there's a zillion and one times that I pick up your phone to take pictures or, or whatever it may be. But honestly, I, I feel like if you're in a committed relationship, you should have each other's codes. Absolutely. And not and not to check up on somebody. It's just kind of like a, how do I describe it? It's a, it's a measure of good faith. It, yeah, it's a measure of good faith, but it also evens the playing field. You know, like there's times when I'm sleeping, I wake up and I'm like, babe, where's my phone? And you'd be like, oh, I was using it. My phone died. Right. You know, I'm more, you know, you know what pisses me off more? Not with you using my phone. What? With you taking my phone charger. <laughs> that phone charger situation in our house is so utterly ridiculous. That pisses me off more than anything it's else. The, it's, but it's not me. I'm never, the, I'm never the, the charger phone. culprit. It's the kids. It's you. I have my charger plugged into my side of the bed and you have yours. I don't, there's no reason why I should ever go to my side of the bed where my night table is and my charger not be there. Oh, I'm the same way. I feel the same like way. It, it, it's awful. It's uh, awful. Uh, we have threat. That's one thing in our house that we cannot get, get control over is the charger situation. Because everybody is always bumming someone else's charger, stealing someone else's charger, going in my purse, taking it out, taking it out of the car, my car. Char- like, it's ridiculous. You go into my car and take my car charger. I do. Like, but you're the worst, though. You're like, you do the most complaining, but you're the biggest thief in the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, you need to stop. I buy them. <laughs> so if I can't find them, I'm the What to, else is it going to boil down to I'm with taking, you? I'm taking yours. I'm taking Maddie's. I'm taking Logie's. I'm, I'll take the Because at the end of the day. Yes, I, absolutely. <laughs> no, but back to the phones. And, and I think this is, 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 is a serious thing. But also, what's the reason? Why do you want to go on his phone so bad? You know, what's Because making, she can't. Mm. That's the reason. Because honestly, I don't think... I've never gone through your phone. And I've always no. been able to go through your phone. Mm-hmm. But... I've never picked up your phone and went searching through your phone for anything that might be incriminating, Mm -hmm. but that's just not my style, you know? So, but I also think that you know that. So I think you're pretty confident if there ever was anything incriminating, you probably know that I wouldn't find it. But I'm also the type of person that if I feel like I got to go through all these changes and check on you and keep you in line and, you know, go through, like I, you know that there's something bad in the relationship at that point. When you don't have the trust, you don't have the faith, you feel as though you have to be Inspector Gadget, Magnum mm-hmm. PI. You know, at that point, you should. And that's for men and women. Oh, it's for both. Mm-hmm. It's for both. I think men are equally as suspicious of women as women are of men. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. So no. Um. But. But you know, the funny thing is, is I go through your phone a lot, but not looking for numbers. Like I go through because you're the type of person you are a slacker. You don't check your texts. <laughs> you don't check your emails. You know what I mean? I have you a lot of things going on. Well, the reason- I think you might have a warrant out for your arrest right now. <laughs> um, well, the re- yeah, you're right. No, I'm, I'm horrible with text messages. Yeah, emails. I'm even worse with voicemail. Because the reason is you go through the emails. So I know that if it's important, you're going to catch it. And you're going to, you're going to tell me about it. So... I don't figure that I even have to bother with my emails because you're like my secretary. <laughs> like you, you go through everything. You tell me what needs attention, what doesn't even need attention. Even when there's a sale, I'm the one that tells you. But like, babe, you know there's a sale next Tuesday. You're like, really? Okay. Like, I tell you everything. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. You're like my my receptionist. You go through everything. You tell me what I need to pay attention to, what I don't, and I keep it moving. So, yeah, you have to be all in my phone. Wow. 
Yeah, but back to back to you. What's your name? Michelle, Michelle, yeah, there's a problem. You should really have a conversation with him and say and tell him that you don't feel comfortable if you can't, if both phones can't be open. I, I remember I, I used to work with somebody that used to do a phone check where they used to be like, phone check, and y'all swap phones right then and there. No, that's ridiculous. A phone check? Phone check. No, 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 that's not good. See, it should be under a different pretense. The openness of the phone should be under a different pretense. It shouldn't be, all right, it's Tuesday. It's time for me to get dibs on you and you to get dibs on me. No, 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 no. It should just be that, look, there's nothing to hide. This is a mechanism. This Mm -hmm. is just something that this is a phone that is capable of other things. And that's why it exists. It shouldn't, there shouldn't be any contention due to the phone. So what? But it definitely shouldn't be, all right, I'm going to check you to make sure you're good because, okay, if we do that on Tuesday, on Monday, I'm just deleting everything. That's so ridiculous. They just do it. It It was just randomly that they did it. Phone check. So what do you advise to Michelle? Um, I think that she should have a conversation with him. Mm -hmm. And I really think that the way that we look at it is actually the right way. Usually I'll, you know, throw a disclaimer out there and say that something is my opinion, you know, cause everybody has different opinions, Right. but this, I really feel as though this is the way it should be. So if she has a conversation with him and says, well, I think that both of our phones should just be open and there shouldn't be any secrecy between us. We are an item and we're supposed to be operating as one. If he has a problem with that, I think that she might need to realize that there's a problem in the relationship and that he may have something to hide. Nine times out of 10, he's going to say, oh, you don't trust me. Like what I talked about a little a little while ago. Right. Um, but that's a red flag. That's a red flag. He might actually feel that way. He'll definitely be able to convince her mm-hmm. that that's really the reason. But his actual response should be, all right, no problem. If he has nothing to hide. Do you oh, agree? I agree. Absolutely positively. But can you imagine a world in which maybe at one point in our lives, I might've said that to you. Like, I think that we should just both have our phones open, you know, and let's say you really didn't have anything to hide mm-hmm. where you might've been defensive and said no. Like, cause we have to play devil's advocate. Right. I mean, if you know, I, I could imagine somebody saying, well, I'm not doing that. And why you want to search my phone? Why no? you want to be my mother? Like, okay. So no, I, I could think maybe when I was younger, yeah. So you think that it could also mean that maybe he's just immature and... Immature and not feel like he, you and know... And that he doesn't have anything to hide? Right, like why are you all up my ass? hmm You know what I mean? Why are you searching through my shit? I'm not searching through your shit, so don't search through my shit. You know? But it shouldn't be about searching. It shouldn't be. Like, you shouldn't go searching through someone's phone. Right. You know what I mean? And a lot of people will say, well, you don't search through... Th- search through someone's phone unless you're prepared for what you find. Right. I mean, that's a little ridiculous. You know, there shouldn't be anything there to find. I agree. You know, and anybody that doesn't, who who isn't expecting that would be blindsided if you do come across something, you know, but it, it shouldn't be about searching. No, I, hmm, let me think. My whole thing is, I think that a person can respond immaturely and say no and not agree to the proposition of let's just have open phones. It's not a matter of open phones. It should be we're together. We're in a relationship. We're in a committed relationship. There should be no secrets. There should be not a problem in between us. That's how I look at it. Right. It has nothing to do with searching. It has nothing to do with anything else. Bitch, you in my house. I'm in your mother effing house. We are free. You know what I mean? Everything I should be able to walk free. around you naked and not, you know... 
I should be able to be comfortable with you. Right. My phone should be comfortable. My cable should be comfortable. My TV should be comfortable. We should all be comfortable. And if we're not comfortable, we're not dating. We're not in a community relationship. You just, I'm, I'm smashing. I just don't want to tell Michelle that if he disagrees and says no to the proposition, that it means that. He has something to hide. Well, if he says that's the point that I'm that I'm getting well, at. Let me just tell you, you know, because he could just say no, like that's fix. private, and there's no reason why you should ever be using my phone or looking through my phone. Well, Michelle, if he does not want to give you the code to your his phone, do not give him the code to your Panani. Awesome. So, is there another email? Do not give him the code. You do not let him hit. Do not let him smell it. Do not let him lick it. Do not even look it. Let <laughs> so him you just punish last. him. You, you just punish, punish him. him. Yeah, because he, yeah, if he wants to play that game, you play that game too. Mm-hmm. Because it is true. That just actually made me think of something else. Mm-hmm. It is true, especially like even in our relationship, and even now, mm-hmm. that sometimes I have to combat childishness with childishness. Sometimes, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I can't even believe that this is what I'm about to engage in, but I have to get to a level that I never want to be at sometimes to deal with you. Because, mm-hmm. what, you don't, you don't know what I'm talking about? No, what you mean? Sometimes you are so childish about things, and I try very hard to be reasonable in our relationship. I try very hard to be reasonable. I'm always trying to play the devil's advocate. I'm trying to look at things from your perspective. I'm trying to understand. I don't ever like to act just out of emotion or spontaneity or because it seems as though I should act that way or people are conditioned to act a certain way. I really try to put thought into how I deal with you and how I respond to you because I like to do things the right way or the well thought out way. And oftentimes you don't put the same amount of consideration into the way that you deal with me. And oftentimes you are childish about things. So? So sometimes I have to get on your level. Sometimes I have to be childish too. Like, when we disagree we have a thing like you know here we'll joke and whatnot and he might say mother effer or whatnot but that's in jokes correct but in real life we never and when i say never i mean never curse at each other the other day you did tell me fuck me and fuck my apology i said f you and your apology right because I was over your apologies and then you turning around and doing the same thing over and over and over again. So don't say you don't curse him. You cursed at me that day. That was once. Other than other than the other day when I said that, mm-hmm. when have I ever cursed at you? Hmm, let me think. Like, have I ever said a bleep you? No. Nope. Or, you know, called you a name besides like, I might say you're acting like an asshole today, but I'll never say... You asshole, you this, you that. I don't curse at you. I've been waiting for you to F up so I can say fuck you in your apology. <laughs> I know you've been wanting to say F you in your apology. I've been waiting for that. I'm just telling you, when it comes, I'm going to say it so clear. <laughs> fuck you and your apology. <laughs> and I'm going to throw another word on it. But we have relationship rules. We didn't. We never sat down and wrote them out. We never, you know, there's not a list, but it is an understanding that we've had for years one of them is that we don't curse at each other right you know like 
I literally cannot remember you ever calling me a bitch, which is something that's like standard in most relationships. It Mm -hmm. gets to a point where arguing, you know, feelings are high. Right. And the names start coming out. I don't don't say it to your face, but when you walk out that room, I'm sure. I'm like, bitch. (laughs) But that's just not something that we do. Um, What's another relationship rule? Uh, We don't yell. Yes. So when we argue, it is understood that raising your voice isn't acceptable. Right. So once we start raising our voices, one will check the other. He'll say to me, babe, you're starting to raise your voice. You need to lower your voice. Or I'll say, Rashawn, like your level is getting very high. And then immediately one has to apologize to the other. Okay, I'm sorry. And then you bring it back down. Correct. We have a code of ethics and everything is kind of slated so that we deal with each other respectfully. Mm -hmm. And you can go left Mm -hmm. in an area of our relationship. And... You just might be known for making that left turn. Right. You know, like like I've said before, making the same mistake over and over and over again. And it gets to a point where I'm thinking to myself, like, this is starting to get redundant. Like, we are having the same argument over and over mm-hmm. and over and over again. And being reasonable with him is not working. Being respectful of him is not working. Right. I need another course of action. And sometimes I feel like, well, if you can't hold up your end of the bargain, then our rules and some of the things that we have in place to make sure that everything goes smoothly, like I can't keep up that end of the bargain. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we argue about time and time and time again. And I feel like getting childish with you and sometimes raising my voice or not being logical or not, you know, following reason works better than when I deal with you the way that would be like the handbook way. Right. Do you agree? Yes, I agree. No, I I agree with what you're saying. But, you know, I also think that that respect line that we have for each other puts us in a place where we keep everything sane and keep everything right. But I also do agree that I am childish, but I think it's because I'm a, I'm a only child. You always fall back on that. I mean, it is. I mean, you don't learn how to share. You learn how you want everything your way. And that's a personality that I just have. You know, that's just my personality. You had two brothers. You shared things. You had shared conversations. I didn't share shit. Everything was me. I want that. Why? Because I want it. <laughs> If I can't get it, I'm pissed off. I don't need a reason. It's because I I want it. That's how it is. That's how I feel about things. If I want something, I get it. So when, when, when you're dealing with me, you're dealing with somebody who has that personality and that trait that's had that personality since I was a child. And you try to break them out of it. What did I say to you the other day? What? I said, you're the type of person that another person just can't be nice to. Because when I am nice to you, or extraordinarily nice to you, or extraordinarily considerate, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes I feel as though there's no reciprocity, mm-hmm. as though I don't get what I deserve in return. Right. When I am nasty, 
or when I act like I don't give a bleep or when I ignore you or I go about my own business and do my own thing, then you are this perfect little man and you do everything the way that you're supposed to do and you say everything the way that you're supposed to say it and that only child syndrome starts to evaporate. It fizzles away because you're operating from a standpoint where there's a consequence. Right. When you're dealing with nice gear and loving gear and caring gear and reasonable gear, you feel like there's no consequence. So what about the bitch gear? Bitch gear gets what she wants. Why you had to bang on the table like that? I don't know, because that's how I felt. Because no. <laughs> I felt that way. Bitch gear gets what she wants. And it's a damn shame because you are of the personality type that you have to suffer in order to learn a lesson. I'm one of those people, the nicer you are to me, the nicer I am to you. The better you treat me, the better I'm going to treat you. It's like the way you treat me and the way you deal with me inspires me mm-hmm. to want to do the same or better gotcha. for you. You are the complete opposite. The better I treat you, the worse you treat me. It's not true. It is. It's not. It is. Maybe not in your mind. I think that when I treat you well, you're thinking, oh, my booby. Oh, I love her. Right. Oh, my honey. I think that's how you process it. But the way that you act towards me is different because you know that there's no consequence. But when I'm like, all right, you, you want to be like that? All right, well, I got something for you. How many times have I said that to you? When I say that to you, I, I see you. you're lying. I ignore you. You are lying. Nobody when I you. when I see when I say that to you, the look on your face changes. You're like, "Oh damn, she's about to pull out the big dogs." Nah, it's it's about to be a problem I for a few you. days. I don't pay you no Don't mind. front for me, boo. Nah, no, be honest. No, 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 be honest. I know this dick could get me back in any time. Yeah, I need all to. right. That's what you think. That's what you think. That's what I know. You are so wrong. No, no, be honest. Be honest. What? When I say, like, all right, I got something for you. Yeah, I just don't want to argue. Like, it's not, not about not arguing. You don't want to suffer. You're right. And you're one of those people, like, you're meant to suffer because when you do, then you reach an understanding. It's like a dog. You know, like you have you have your pet. You just compare me to a dog? Um, I mean, if you want to look at it that way. <laughs> Not really. But it's like if you have a dog, right? right? Mm-hmm. If the dog misbehaves and it's a puppy and you're trying to teach it, you know, what it's supposed to do. And it misbehaves, you might pop it with a newspaper right. or something. And then, you know, hypothetically, there can be a dog that... Every time it does something good, you give it a treat or you pet it or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. You are that dog that has to get popped with the newspaper. Stop comparing me to a dog. You're the dog that has to get popped with the newspaper over and over and over again for you to be like, you know what? I don't really like getting popped with the newspaper, so I'm not going to do that anymore. So, don't you notice that's the same thing with our kids? What do you mean? Logan and Jackson's the same way? Yes, Logan and Jackson are the same that's way. That's they get it from me. But the girls... They listen the first time. Like, we listen the first time, you know? This action creates this result. Right. If I don't want this result, then I don't engage in this action. Yeah. I mean, you know what it is, though? It's... I really do want to know what it is, actually. I would just have to say that... I think when things are going great and things are going nice, you forget about what pisses the other person off. You forget about the negativity. 
You forget about the problems. So let's say me and you had a problem. Let's say we had a problem. You said, I hate when you wear gray. I'm just going to put that out there because I'm wearing gray today, right? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, all right, babe, I'm not going to wear gray. After a month of everything going all smooth, I look at the class. I'm like, damn, there's only a gray shirt left. So I throw in a gray shirt because I'm thinking everything is cool. Then you look at me and be like, why the fuck are you wearing gray? I tell Ew. you, I don't like gray. It's just, I'm, why are you so aggressive in your hypothetical situation? I'm just situation. using that as an example. But like when things are going good, and things are going so great, you forget about, you take things for granted. Yes. And that's what happens in in most relationships. And that's what happens in our relationship a lot. You know, you forget about the things that bothers you or things that are a problem or things that is taking you for granted because I'm like, I'm holding my wife's hand and we walking down Fifth Avenue. You know, we just went to the movies. We just had a spa date, you know? So what I wind up calling you when when you're not there is I call you bipolar because I'm like, this bitch was fine on Monday. Now this bitch is wigging out on Wednesday. <laughs> it is what it is. But that's the reason why. Because when things move good and everything is so fine, you forget the things that really bother you because you're automatically thinking, oh, things are good. Fuck the uh, fuck, fuck whatever we argued with about the other day, you know? Yeah, but do you want us to have a relationship where I have to consciously scale back treating you well because I want my desired of, result. Of course result. not. Of course not. But it's something that it's like, because I'm really, I'm really kind of at that place. At but times. it has to be mentality. It has to be my mentality as well, because you forget. And it's not that I blatantly want to piss you off or blatantly want to argue. It's just the fact that, you know, when things are good, you forget about the things that I, you forget about the problems. Well, I forget about the problems. You know, I don't forget about, anything. I know you don't forget about shit, but for me, it's like, <laughs> things are great. I'd be like, we just skydived together. You know, we just had sex and you came three times. Things are great. I just licked your ass. It's wonderful. You just licked. You know what? I stopped there. But <laughs> things are great. So you forget about the problems. And yes, sometimes I do take you for granted. And I'm saying on this podcast with hundreds of thousands of people listening, I apologize, baby. I'll take my apology back then, bitch, damn. No, but th- th- that's the point. And that's why I said it the other day. You know, you apologize and then turn around and, you know. Four, well, that's my New Year's four weeks. Four weeks later, we have the same problem. Well, that's my New Year's And I'm resolution. like, I'm that dog that got hit with the newspaper and I learned my lesson. Why doesn't he learn his lesson? Well, why does he want to have two bad days out of the week? Because he did something that he did a few weeks prior. Well, that's my you know how it's going to end. You know what it's going to incite. Why would you do it? Well, that's my New Year's resolution. Okay. We're going to talk about New Year's resolutions on another episode, but that is my New Year's resolution. And we're going to talk about Articulate it. What exactly is your New Year's resolution? Um, I'm going to really look forward and look into... Me not taking for granted certain situations and not thinking because everything is cool that we just forget the problems and I continue to move on. We'll talk about that in another episode, though. Okay, sounds good. And that's, that'll be the New Year's resolutions episode. Okay, that sounds good. All right. Um, that is about it. I think I enjoyed this podcast. You think? I don't know if I have. Why? I was going good into the end, and then you just really, like, tried to start stabbing me in our relationship. What are you talking about? You compared me to a dog. That didn't bother you. No, nah, it didn't. But anyway, well, we appreciate everybody that uh, Fs with us and really, really uh, listens to the podcast. We are so grateful and so thankful. You can email us at thecaseycrew at gmail.com, or you can always hit us on Spotify. You can hit us on iTunes. You can hit us on 
uh, SoundCloud, or Gears DM. Just don't send no dick pics, please. <laughs> I'm tired of seeing them. And it's very small. And uh, also, again, this week's episode of The Casey Crew is brought to you by Bevel. Now, the perfect gift, something sexy, something useful. My baby loves when I shave and my skin is so baby soft. Right, baby? Yes, that. But not, but not. you know, I don't want everything baby, baby soft. But I use Still it. need you to keep that sex appeal. I use it for everything. I use it for manscaping, under my arms, all that good stuff, and it works well. All right? If you want to check it out, you could uh, hit up the website, getbevel.com slash Casey. Sign up today and you get a free month. That's G-E-T. B-E-V-E-L dot com slash Casey. And uh, it's a perfect holiday gift, right? Now, um, to everybody out there, you can't see us. But Gia got on some pink tights right now. And it's showing her curves. Whatever they are, but they're showing your curves good. (laughs) You like. You want to sit on daddy's lap? Goodbye. Come on, sit on my lap. Right <laughs> Goodbye. Now. I got on sweatpants. Signing too. off, people. Toodles. Right now. Come sit on my lap. You're not sit on my lap. Happy holiday preparation. Enjoy the preparation for Christmas. These next couple of weeks. Just kiss the tip. <laughs> These next couple of weeks look, is is everything. Like this is bit. the best time of year. On, right bit. between Thanksgiving and bit. Christmas. Oh, cool. This is bit. where you feel all the magic that, you know, really comes to hey, have on Christmas hand. Day. So give, give me a hand. happy happy holiday give preparation. Goodbye. Give me a hand. Give me a hand. Touch it. Touch it. Touch it. Touch it. Touch it.